Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hope y'all had a great, great week. Lots, lots going on, but nothing more important than what's going on all across the country as it relates to the Delta variant and COVID-19 and all the things that are still lingering with it, y'all. And, you know, <laughs> these issues are tough. We can't act like they're easy solutions, but if you're here in our region and paying attention to Tallahassee, Leon County, you know that that uh, our school board in this area has been uh, up in arms about it uh, as it relates to, well, what we do with our schools. Back to school is starting next week, just in a few days, y'all. And what do we do? Do we uh, force our kids to wear masks? Um, do we give parents the option of uh, our kids wearing masks? Do we say nothing and just not wear masks because most people um, or a lot of people are vaccinated, not most people. Uh, But today, as you've seen from our promotions, uh, we are going to talk to someone who was up in arms also (laughs) and had a lot to say. And that is school board member Daryl Jones. And he's over here on Sean Pittman's show putting his hands up like, will you let me talk already? I mean, this is what happens when you have people who have more to say than they want to listen. But we love him uh, because he is our school board member. And Daryl, thank you for coming in on the show, man. And I did watch as y'all sort of debated and talked about uh, masks and what to do with them. And and your passion was well noted. Uh, But before we get there, we're going back to school, right? This is coming up in a couple days as a school board member who is close to their schools, close to their principals. How do, how do you feel during this time of year, COVID aside? Sean, I'm very excited about bringing our children back to our schoolhouses. And thank you for having me on here. It was about a year ago at this same time, I was also on your show, when we were talking about uh managing a school district in both uh, digital academies and on-site instruction. Here now, a year later, all of our babies, all of our children, all of our students are welcome to come back to our campuses across the expanse of our Leon County School District. All more than 50 sites will be fully operational with teachers and our students back in place. And that's exciting. Our issue right now, our most significant issue, 
masks and other political, con- politi- these recent political conversations aside, we want to remedy what we know has been significant learning loss. So teachers are excited to be teaching and we want our students to be equally excited about getting back together and learning. Learning not just reading, writing, and arithmetic, but also coming back together to learn about those important things that you learn in a classroom. Social skills, camaraderie, sportsmanship through active engagement in our athletic programs in the district, and then those cultural awareness programs. All of the things that help to make our young people bright, active, engaged, lifelong learners. We are excited about that, most of all. Well, of course. And and I tell you, I am too. I've got kids in the public school system. Uh, and I'm excited as you are. Uh, and, and you know what? My kids are excited. All the issues that we're dealing with, the political issues, you know, the, the, the learning piece that we've got to catch up to, mask or no mask, eh, you know, my kids are just like... We want to go to school. We want to go to school. <laughs> and I imagine most I imagine most of the kids are like that. You know, Sean, the sad part about it, right? And 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 I don't want to waste a lot of time. I'm excited about the fact that our superintendent since we had since we had that last school board meeting, his opinion has changed. He realizes that the mask mandate is very necessary because we're already seeing childhood infections and uh, 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 children contracting the coronavirus. Up over 400%. And then we're also seeing these children be hospitalized. In fact, we've even had some who are dealing with genuinely mortal concerns regarding COVID. And he promised at that last school board meeting that he would pivot, and he has done so. And has gone as far as to now seek the permission of the uh, of the governor to uh, regarding the mask mandate but we're moving forward anyhow and that's because it's in the best interest of our students and the best interest of our teachers so with that uh, I'm excited about that as well because we real I mean we we cannot allow the preferences albeit we love our kids our children and their preferences do not set policy or should not influence policy in the throes of a pandemic. That, to me, for lack of a better word, Sean, is absolutely ridiculous. You know, I'm going to come back to the superintendent changing sort of where he was um, on mass mandates. I'm going to come back to that because, and the reason I want to come back to it is you started there. So I'm going to come back to that. But I do want to say this. The superintendent has, has announced the mass policy for grades K through eight. He sent a significant letter to the governor asking the governor to, you know, allow for complete uh, mask mandates. Your stance is a little different than everybody else's because of the district that you represent. And not a lot of people, if they don't know the district you represent, couldn't understand why you were so adamant in your position? Well, I represent District 3. District 3 are our Southside schools. And I am the only, and I am proud of this fact, 
I am the only school board member whose entire district is made up of Title I schools, stretching all the way from the historic Fort Braden School uh, in Fort Braden out in uh, southwest Leon County. We come back into the city to Sable Palm Elementary School. And for our listeners that don't know what Title I schools are, our Title I schools are, are schools that are primarily occupied by children who come from working class families. Absolutely. So we've got Fort Braden Elementary School. We've got Sable Palm Elementary School. We've got Pine View Elementary School, Bond Elementary School. We've got Oak Ridge Elementary School, Nims Middle School, and the great James S. Rickards High School. And they're your constituents. Daryl, were you hearing from your constituents? I was hearing from my constituents. Did that make your position? It made it made my position easy. I had no qualms with expressing the point of view that I expressed because of the schools that I serve. And then more importantly, you know, when we talk about numbers, right, we, we everybody likes to bandy around their statistics, but those numbers had names for me. When we talk about the impact of COVID, they weren't just uh, numbers to me. They were names. And because I knew those persons' names, particularly those persons who were from Fort Braden, uh, Karen Black, Jordan Bird, Jacqueline Bird, all of whom lost their lives, and they were all a part of the District 3 family, the Fort Braden School family. When I talk about creating, uh, uh, taking a position on policy, those names inform my every word, inform my voice, and inform my perspective as it relates to anything about how we keep our schools safe. And and I, I, I'm glad you said the names and, and you know, let the names echo. Because um, it means a lot. The, their the names, names and the their pop, lives, they absolutely. matter. And the people they left. Um, uh, but but the names behind the policies, real people that matter. And I, I said I'd come back to this, but let me go to it now. Uh, you were extremely outspoken about masks in our schools early on in the discussion. Uh, it seems that the policies have now met you where you where you started. I want to talk about your leadership a little bit because you never faltered. You never backed off in this in the face of aggression by some parents. Take us through some of that. And outside of the names you mentioned and you saying that I thought of those people every time I was I was articulating my position. It's tough sitting in that seat. It's tough sitting there being uh, a minority voice significantly and people in the audience, because most of the time the people that show up are the people who are most, um, who, who have the time to show up, <laughs> uh, who have the ability to get there and, and, you and, think and, about and a this. voice to speak. And this is important, Sean. Your point is well made, right? But... Ordinarily, you may see a far more representative crowd of all the different voices. But here now in the throes of a pandemic where people are concerned about their safety, they choose to engage in other ways. They have sent us significant letters. There were persons who were sitting out in their cars waiting to be invited in because they didn't want to come into a room full of persons who were unremitting on wearing a mask. They were adamant about not wearing a mask. So I made certain to wear mine. 
right? We, I read the, I see the news, I read the newspapers, I hear the conversations coming from, from authentic and representative voices like the CDC and others who are telling us that this virus is getting worse. Now, to the superintendent's credit, right? And I, and I, you know, I'm a, I am a friend and a colleague, but we do agree to disagree on some things. The superintendent had been traveling across the district throughout the length of the pandemic. And according to him, he said he was seeing that there was, as you can imagine, pandemic COVID fatigue. We're all feeling it. We're all getting tired of wearing masks. And that was why he wanted to give parents that option. But as the as the disease becomes more insidious, more sinister, and more impactful on the lives of our children, unlike it did when we first started, he realized that he had to change his opinion. And I mean, he is motivated by love just like I am motivated by love. As leaders, we know to love first and to lead second. And so we just look at how we love in different ways, but I'm glad that we're now on the same page. Well, and I applaud leaders that change their mind. I, I mean, it, it, it just says that they're listening. I, I, I like, that's that's the human thing, right? We're supposed to listen. And, and what we hear in our ear, what we read, that inner voice um, it, it might change our opinion on things. And you know what? I, I, I give a lot of credit to those who are willing to stand up and say they changed their mind. In this case, because I understand and know the people that you represent, I'm glad he came to that conclusion. Uh, um, school board member Daryl Jones and listeners, I only say that because if you're just tuning in, I want you to, if you don't recognize the voice, I want you to know I'm talking to the voice. Uh, Daryl Jones, school board member, District 3. Um, what else... Are y'all doing to keep kids and teachers safe? Well, we, what we what we realize, and the superintendent, to his credit, realizes, when we look at what we did last year, when we were half in school, half at home in digital academies, we had certain protocols that we were using. The, the, the mask wearing was just a part of it. We also had the sanitizing wipes. We had the people who were coming in with Rod McQueen and others and Juan Williams with the strike force who were cleaning our facilities every time and sanitizing our facilities. All of those protocols protocols that we put in place to make certain that we kept ourselves safe. Well, we were using those protocols with great success. Now that all of our babies are coming back, that means every kid, about 15,000 children who were at home will now be in our facilities. Well, if that playbook worked, We've got to amplify that playbook. We've got to optimize and maximize that playbook. We can't lessen it in any way. And so we're going back to those same protocols. Only thing we're not doing, some of the things that we are not doing are taking temperatures still. But aside from that, everything else in terms of the sanitizing station, social distancing, and school is going to look entirely different. This is why I'm so excited about our kids coming back. Last year when they came back, they came back just to just to instruction. And we slowly but surely start to ease up on extracurricular. Well, those activities will still be available to our kids. Our kids will still be able to be engaged. Now, what we also are not doing is for the first nine weeks, we're not letting any vendors or volunteers come on campus. We want to just be with our kids, our teachers, our students, our staff. We want to be involved with our kids solely. We want to keep them safe as possible. We want to see what happens over the next nine weeks. But we got, we we have a, our teachers are excited about what they'll be able to do to mitigate what they know has been significant learning loss. We don't have time for any distractions. We're ready to teach. 
Well, listen, I got to ask you a question about the governor and how he changed his view on this. He first came out and said that he would hold back um, budget resources to schools that mandated um, that kids wear masks. Guys, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not quoting anybody. Um, But you get the sentiment. And then he changed what he was saying to a potential opt-out of wearing the mask and opting out of a public school to use a voucher to go to private school. How does that play in Leon County? What I'm hoping will happen with our governor, because our governor, to his credit, I was very impressed when the governor made certain that the legislature provided the money to provide our teachers with increased pay increases. That was an investment that spoke volumes, not only to the state, but to the nation. Here, yeah, I mean, here, uh, here are school, yeah. here are yeah. school districts, particularly Leon County, where our pay, our 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 pay for our salaries for our teachers was far beyond behind the national average. What I'm hoping that our governor will now fixate on is providing the necessary resources. If he wants to convene a special session of the legislature, it's not about masks. It's about making certain that our teachers have the resources they need to overcome learning loss. That's where I want his focus to be. Mass, let me tell you something. On any given day, a kid has to be reminded to wear a scarf, a hat, put on rain boots. You got to remind kids to get in the tub and take a bath. Children do not set public policy and their preferences do not set public policy in the throes of a pandemic. What we need to be concerned about as electeds is making sure that we're preparing these children because otherwise we're going to have an intellectual drain on this nation that is going to have impacts on our innovation, our ingenuity, our industry, commerce, education, and every other major aspect by which a great nation is measured. That is what we need to be concerned about making certain that our kids are prepared to make it to the next grade and then make it to the next stage of life that we're able to overcome this pandemic and its impact on our children these last 18 months. That's where our concern needs to be, not on a piece of flimsy paper that we use to put over their face to keep them safe, by the way. Okay. And y'all, he mad. (laughs) But, you know, let me say this. I, I also applaud the governor for trying to get uh, starting salaries of teachers up to $47,000, and he's moving towards that direction. I was happy to see uh, the money that was put into that. He has now, an opportunity sure, to sure. make an enormous impact that will affect us for a lifetime. I agree. We are Florida. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, right? Now, if we're the but sunshine I'm going to go back state, to my question. Yeah, we're the Because you didn't answer my question. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my question because you didn't answer my question. I'm talking about the opt-out piece that would could potentially provide vouchers for parents who don't want their kids to go to wear masks in schools, in public schools, to be able to opt out with a voucher to private schools. Where, as a school board member, you know, because because to me it seems to to bring some more politics into the mask issue, right? This this effort to um, to 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 increase vouchers to private schools. Now we bring that into the mass conversation. 
Sean, as a school board member, my job is simple. I either legislate or, an, or I advocate, right? In this matter, I, can, I have no way to legislate. What I can do is advocate and to advocate to our parents to pre- make certain that our children are in the safest environments possible. What I think will dis- what will happen is those private schools who will make those choices, I just am sad to think about what that impact is going to be on the mortality of our children to support a political narrative that is not in the best interest in the health and safety of our kids. So what I can do is advocate, and I'm advocating for us to have more resources identified for our teachers to be able to help us with learning loss. That's what I can advocate. I can't legislate what the governor does. Stay next to the mic, please. I'm at the mic. Okay. By the way, I only only bring it up. Listen, I only bring it up, y'all, because... You know, let's keep these issues straight. And 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 I was I was uh, applauding. I am applauding the governor for changing his narrative on this. Uh, but but I'm a little I'm a little uh, disappointed and, and skeptical about adding private school vouchers um, in in relation to. It's this almost issue. extortion. I'm not calling it that, Governor. That's not me. I, well, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, because, I'm just, I'm just calling it for what it is. I just what it, that cause, disturbed cause what it, me. Because what it does is, here now, school uh, uh, you ordinarily charter schools, private schools follow the lead of the district, right? In terms of their calendar and so much more, right? They follow the lead of the district. They count on us to be honest brokers on all things education. If you now reward not uh, our non-public schools for and reward them or reward parents with these types of choices, all in an effort to for them to learn in mask-free environments, then what you're doing is you're putting undue influence on our sister schools to now provide an environment that we realize and all the science here nationwide realizes is not in the best interest of students and teachers. I just don't think there's, you know, and somebody called me and and said it was a penalty to to public schools for their interest in in, in mass mandates. And I'm just saying, I want to get back to the doctors and the scientists and get politics out of, um, of us all taking care of each other. So anyway... With that, I, 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 I'm just I'm always so happy when you're on the show, man. Is I'm that, happy to be on this show. What what else, as we leave, what else do parents need to know about the school year and COVID? Can, can they rest assured that you and your colleagues at every step of the way uh, are going to do everything we can to keep kids and teachers safe? Well, I'm, you know, a part of my argument this entire time has been about our teachers, right? Our teachers go back home to their families, right? Our teachers, you know, we talk about in loco parentis, right, in education, which means in the place of the parent. That is what our teachers are. We want. I would love if parents would work in cooperation with our teachers to teach our children valuable lessons in civic responsibility. That we do this because we care about little Johnny, little Jamie, Jaheem, you know, Amy, Robin, Laquan, right? Because we care about our neighbors. We care about our classmates. This is an important opportunity for us to be on the same page to teach that lesson. But whether that lesson comes from the teacher or from home, what is most important, when we get our kids back, 
in our schools, coming back to school every day, Monday through Friday, they will find grateful, excited teachers who will bring an infectious enthusiasm to making certain that our children learn. Amen. Amen. Listen, it's Sunday. Amen. Listen, Daryl, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, listen, we're going to let school board member go. Uh, and thank you uh, for coming on the show. You're one of our favorite. We appreciate you. Thank Listeners, you for having me. Stay with us. We'll be right back with a Pittman Point <laughs> right after this. You're listening to The Sean Pittman Show.
time for Pittman's Point on 96.1 Jams. Welcome back to the show, and we really, really, really appreciate school board member Daryl Jones for joining us and, and helping to spread some information about the upcoming school year. Y'all, it's, it's back to school, back to school. And those of us with kids, you're excited about that, right? <laughs> well, listen, I am. Uh, let's make it count. Let's as parents do everything we can to help uh, our teachers and administrators, help them help us. Uh, as quickly as things are changing and evolving, it's always great to have school board member Jones on the show to keep us informed and promise his promise to help keep our kids safe. Now, y'all, it's time for the Pittman Point. As you know, here in Leon County, school starts back up this week. And um, as much as we hoped and prayed, it looks like this will be another stressful school year for our friends and families. COVID has once again interrupted our normal everyday lives and, and, and politics of COVID has made it difficult for anyone to feel comfortable, y'all, uh, comfortable in the decisions they make for their families. But y'all, listen, we've got to keep our perspective where it belongs. And that's with our kids. Until everyone, regardless of age, is able to get the vaccine, we've got to do right by those who cannot. While that may mean uh, taking these precautions for a little longer, we all have to be willing to do that to protect those who are still very, very vulnerable. So the pitman point today is do it for our kids. <laughs> let's stay, let's stay positive and do it for our kids. Let's keep working and let's remember why we are all doing this. We're doing this for all of us to keep each of us safe. And by the way, if you can, go, go get the vaccine. One other note, I got a text message um, this week and somebody said, can you get rid of the music behind um, the talking? I just interested in the content. No. This has been the Sean Pittman Show. <laughs> we'll see you in seven. This is the Sean Pittman Show on 96.1 Jams, Tallahassee's big station. We got this.